Amen, amen. Let's give it up for our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Woo! Yes, amen. So um, before I start and, and get into everything, it was something. Now, I didn't know um, nothing that was going on with the worship team and everything. And um, when I was finishing my word, you know, I was just going back over it and... Um, and a part of that word, I just have to share it because in pre-service prayer, when everything unfolded, I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I literally put that in my word, right? So I'm just going to go to this because, like he said, it's been percolating. But like I said, I didn't know nothing that was going on with the worship team. There was a powerful shift in the Boulevard Church when prayer was made a priority. I'm going to say that again, when prayer was made a priority. Amen? And worship is just anointed. So I am standing here today. Once again, this was given to me about 3.30 this morning when I was going over my word. And it was like, okay, I got it. But literally... I just want to encourage each and every one of you on the worship team that just as the shift has come, our worship has shifted up. We're, everything that we're doing in Boulevard, we're leveling up. So the worship today, when, when Jesus was at the woman with the will, I literally, literally believe that that's what it is to worship in spirit and in truth. Amen. So I just want to encourage each and every one of you on the worship team. Um, it was just phenomenal, and it literally has been going up. Pastor Thomas, every one of you, it is awesome. Reggie, every one of you. Sis, keep it up. So literally that word, and he gave me a scripture too this morning. I read it in, in the prayer. You know, it was in Isaiah, I believe, uh, 17, 7, but he was saying that it's the anointing that breaks the yoke, right? It's the anointing that tears down and frees the captives. So that's why one of Jesus' name was the anointed one, yeah. right? He was anointed, right, to free the captives. So I'm just saying today that when we come in and we worship in spirit and truth, things are being broken worship. If you open up and worship him in spirit and in truth, there's healings being done. Strongholds being tore down. Addiction must flee. Why? It's because it's the anointing. It's the anointing. So you could be uh, just a classically trained musician and all that stuff. If you ain't anointed, you ain't getting a, a, a drop in the bucket. Because you have to be anointed. Come on, you see what I'm saying? You have to be anointed. So I just want to encourage the worship team um, that, you know, it's just, it was just anointed. And I really believe in prayer and worship, there's things being done because the atmosphere is being set. Amen? So I am truly honored um, to be here this morning and to give this word. Like Pastor West has said, it's, it's been percolating. It really has. Um, and it was really easy for me because um, I had worked on a study. He, he said, hey, we want to re start the intercessory prayer team, right? So I, I did a study on that. So when he asked each of us to, um, to preach, I was fired up because I was like, yeah, that, that's, uh, yeah, I'm ready. 
you know. So in a couple of services ago, I mean, you know, pre-service prayer for all you don't know, if you guys really want to come at 10, it's fire. It is fire. Once again, the prayer sets the atmosphere, right? So, um, and like I said, we have noticed the pastoral team and the leadership team that the shift that when we made prayer a priority, right? So with that being said, um, if, you, if they have, Deacon, you could put it up, the name of the sermon. Jesus said so. Woohoo! Come on, man. So that's what he gave me this title. You know why? Because everything I'm going to be preaching from, he's saying. Red letters. Those letters up there ain't going to be red, but trust me, they, he's saying so. This is what Jesus said about his church that he gave his life for, for each and every one of us sitting in here for, right? That we are to walk in power and authority, amen? So that was where I got the title, Jesus Said So. Amen. So at like Pastor West said, so I was fired up when we got a, the opportunity to come up here and, and to give a word about what's on our heart. So I would say it was about two years ago, uh, maybe a little more. And we were having a, a meeting with us pastors and leaders, you know, and Pastor West, I'll never forget. I was sitting over there. He just looked at me and said, Pastor, Pastor John, what do you want for the, you know, for the for the Boulevard Church? I said, for our house to be a house of prayer. So that hasn't changed because I truly believe that a praying church, right, that intercedes, that spirit-led and spirit-filled is a powerful church, right? It's, it just is. And, and so prayer is such an intimate thing. And as we go through this study, Jesus said so. Literally, we have to believe what he said about us. I didn't say it. He said it. And then the good thing is when the word says it, right? Well, guess who was the word who made flesh and dwelt among us? Jesus. So anyway you go, Jesus said it. And his word does not fall void. Amen? Amen. So, um, Deacon Chad, you can give me the first scripture there that you have up for me. All right, there it is. So once again, I'm going to read from this text. And so this is Jesus talking now. This is, like I said, this is what he wants for his church. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I need to pray and everything. <laughs> I see there, percolating. They're not even thinking. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we just thank you that we can come together corporately as your church. Father, we just pray that this word will hit fertile soil and just be um, fruitful, dear Lord. Dear Lord, I just thank you that I am honored that I can stand before this, your church, and give this word today. So Holy Spirit, purify me, none of me, all of you, and we thank you and we honor you, Lord, for you will be praised and you will be glorified. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Prince of Peace, we pray. Amen. 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 Here we go. Oh, I'm percolating. Here we go. So we're starting off at verse 12. Like I said, you guys can read that, but I'm reading this red. All right. And Jesus entered the temple and, and um, drug out all who sold and brought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. 13. And he said to them, 
And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. Now, verse 14. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. Amen and amen. The Bible says, and he healed them, right? So, you know, like I said, it was a very powerful shift in this body when we made prayer a priority. So I truly believe that a praying church, once again, when we make prayer a priority in this house, that is the key that opens up everything to flow, right? So prayers go up and blessings come down. Amen? So, but we have to be in one accord, right? We have to be in one accord. So when we get together corporately and pray as a church, it's very powerful. Amen? So um, as we continue through this study, we will understand how important it is for the church to be a praying church. Amen? So now when Jesus said it was written, he was actually quoting Isaiah, I want to say it's Isaiah 56, 7, right? Now the thing about that was when Isaiah 56, 7, that he said my house will be a house of prayer for all people. Now at that time, they would let Gentiles in around the court. Am I right, Pastor Thomas? You could come in. But you couldn't go in the temple. So, see, that was a huge problem because in the, the prophet Isaiah said no, and in the New King James Version, it said for all nations, right? So what Jesus was actually doing was making room for all of us, all of us sitting in this, in this room today, right? So thank God for Jesus, amen, because he knew, right, he came to fulfill everything. So when the prophet Isaiah, he was saying, you know, that, yeah, my house will be a house of prayer, but for all nations, and I do believe we have all nations sitting in here today, right? It's such a beautiful thing. I believe that the church should reflect the kingdom of God because it says that all nations will be there. Amen? So I believe that. I really and truly believe that. And then when he was quoting about you have made it a den of robbers, he was quoting Jeremiah 7, 11. Amen? So, um, so I'm really, really excited to tell each and every one of us, you know, that it is very important. Now, what better support system could we have than a group of committed believers coming together in unity? Now, with something, where is Zach? Zach used the word that's in here that I'm going to get to later. That is so powerful, right? I'm like, man, so everything, prayer, the communion word was falling. It was, I was like, Lord, Holy Spirit, you are moving. Right? When we come together. In unity, there it is right there. That's the koinonia right there, the unity, right? To lift up the needs of individuals, the church, the community, and the nation. Think about it. The impact that a praying, powerful church has, not only for churches, but for your community. Thank God we have, we're in the, the little elementary school, right? We are, in the, we are in the community, and guess what? We're supposed to be a blessing. Why? Jesus said so. I'm telling you right now, everything in this word, Jesus said so. Amen? And that when we pray fervently, the church is powerful. Now, I have a quote for you. I would rather be able to pray than to be a great preacher. 
Jesus Christ never taught his disciples how to preach, but only to pray. I'm going to say that again. Because guess what? If you got a prayer life, you're going to be able to preach. I'm going to say that again. If you got a prayer life, you're going to be able to preach. But he never taught them how to preach. They said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Prayer, prayer. Saints, if we can get this, it's, it, it makes everything so much clear. How is your prayer life? Amen? So, you know, it's, it's so beautiful. So one thing that I want to stop and really um, reflect on is that we have the three pillars, correct? For all who may not know, the three pillars, along with our prayer and worship, I believe is a crucial part of this church, right? So the three pillars are this. Number one, secret place, your relationship with the Father. Number two, community. Zach hit on that, and it's also in here as well. And the third is discipleship slash evangelism. So I believe when your church is built on a foundation, you know, Jesus talked about build your foundation on the rock, which is him. This is what we need. And this is the reason why I really believe that the church, Boulevard Church, is flourishing. Amen? Amen. So with that being said, come on, Deacon, could you hit me with the next verse? There it is there. So I'm going to really go through this because I really feel an unction to pray today and lay hands on people. I believe that the Lord is moving and he's got some, um, some, some things that he want to do. Amen. And we're not going to quench the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. We're just not going to do that. All right. So Matthew, we have Matthew 18, 18 through 20. Truly I say unto you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen. Again, I say to you, now stop. When he, when, when he says it twice, he really, now come on, listen. Again, I say to you, if two are agreed, right, on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them, my father in heaven. Right? That's, he's, he's talking about his father in heaven. For we are, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I amongst them. So once again, it is so important. Yes, it's important for us to have an individual prayer life. But like the way we are now, we're sitting in here, it's something about coming together corporately. So that's why Jesus told them, they look like, yeah, you're going to do more. And I think it was um, Brother Ernest who prayed that this morning. Why? It's because it's more of us. Literally, Jesus had the Holy Spirit all, he had the full, he had it all in him. And he knew when he was leaving on the day of Pentecost that we would get it back. So that's why he said that we would do more. This is the reason why prayer, prayer, prayer is so important. Amen. So in this text, what a beautiful picture that, um, that the word is painting about the power in numbers when the church is together in one accord. Amen, especially in praying. Now I have another um, quote for you. The church as a whole is a powerful force when prayer is made a priority. And they devoted themselves to the word, the fellowship, the breaking of bread. The church is an unstoppable force. So literally, what I, I just think, uh, Pastor West, literally, we have communion, 
um, every Sunday. And I would encourage you when you're at home, sickness or whatever, have communion. Because Jesus, once again, Jesus said, do what in remembrance of me? Do communion. Once again, Jesus said it. Do this in remembrance of me. Right? So I really believe that an obedient church, obedient saints, the, the blessings will flow. Why? The Bible says that obedience is bigger than sacrifice. And it really is. So if we can be obedient and literally do everything that Jesus said to do, he will handle the rest. It ain't about us. It's about who's inside of us. Amen? So all we have to do is be obedient in Jesus' name, right? So once again, there was a powerful shift in this church when prayer was made a part priority. And I read it earlier. And the worship is just anointed. Amen? So here we go. We're going to keep it moving because we're going we're gonna to do some praying today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, that's important, too. Oh, I can preach this on his name now. But we're going to keep it going because it is very important. All right, here we go. So, Deacon, you can pull up the next one. And I believe it's Matthew 28. Yep, there it is, 18 through 20. Here we go. And Jesus came and said to them. There it is. Jesus said so. Jesus told them. Here we go. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Verse 19. So go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Amen. So there's another one, what Jesus said. So when he was saying that all power and authority is, was given to him, guess who has that same power and authority? Every one of us sitting in here. Every one of us sitting in here has the same power and authority. Once again, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is indwelled in us, right? Everything that he had that was in him, the Holy Spirit, we have inside of us. So this is the reason why we should be powerful. We have authority. We have the keys to the kingdom. Amen? Amen? Anything that we bind and loose on earth shall be done in heaven. And another thing, we are not even under this economy. I'm going to say it again. We're not up under this economy. So don't you threaten. Don't you worry about gas getting high. Yeah, eggs is high. Let me tell you, the Bible says, I never seen the righteous, them forsaken, or their seeds, seed, baked bread. We are under a kingdom economy. This earth, he owns it. The Bible says this is footstool. Amen. Jesus told his disciples, what are you so worried about? What you going to wear? What you going to eat? See, you, we got to know we can't have an identity crisis. We got to know whose we are. And once again, when he says it, it's done. His word never falls void. It never falls void. So don't be worried. To get the eggs and get $10, you'll be able to eat eggs. You need gas in your car, you're going to be able to put gas in your car. Once again, 
We serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We got to know who we are in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to wrap this up. This is short, but we, like I said, we got work to do. <laughs> it's going down. Now in closing, Jesus' final words to the disciples at this time, this was right before he ascended, right? We know it as the Great Commission. Commission. You know what I call it? It's our marching orders. Yeah, we got things we need to do. Amen? I call it our marching orders because that's what it is. I believe it is. So he gave us everything to do, right? So please remember that the Bible says that obedience is bigger than sacrifice. So literally when he tells us what to do, it behooves us to do what he says to do. Amen? In Jesus' name. So at this time, you know, when he was talking about baptism, so I want to go back last year, um, and we were having baptisms here in church. This is good. We're having baptisms, and I believe it was supposed to be just Cody, Rachel, and Pierce that were getting baptized that day, right? Amen? So we had, a, a, I think, about two or three van loads of YWAM that came that day. Amen? And so as the Holy Spirit, now you can say, hey, we're a spirit-led church, right? So there's times when we have things that we think we're going to be doing, right, and as pastors would tell you. But if the Holy Spirit is doing something else, get what? We're not going to quench the Holy Spirit. So this particular day, the baptism started, <laughs> and we had it set up right there. And, you know, it started off literally... Um, like I said, three to get baptized. I believe over, I don't even know how many. I know it was way over 20. You know how many, sis? Okay. It was a lot. But I'm going somewhere with this. Now, remember what he said, go and baptize them and teach them, right, to observe these things. So this particular day, we baptized a lot. So later on, we found out literally that a lot of these guys, the young people, right, Pastor Thomas, they were coming off a missionary trip. And they were coming to church, right? Because we, you know, thank God for a few here that, um, you know, have been with YWAM and everything. And do you know 17 of those young people, they literally accepted Christ that day. Amen. Clap. Give it up. 17 people. Right? So... And it was powerful for everyone, whoever was here. I mean, we had water all over the place. It was people getting dunked in their clothes. I mean, but I want to, Pastor West, I don't know where he is, but listen, thank God for not quenching the spirit. Amen. Any pastor could be like, oh, my gosh, where all these people get? No, 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 no. Don't quench the spirit. So the story is we had been getting words, you know, multiple people telling us, that the water was inside the building. But we know the water, who what that represents, right? Remember that worship song, come as water or as fire? I'll take it anyway. Water and fire is all good with me when you as son and daughters, right? So that water, I truly believe, was released from this place, and so was our church. Because just think about it, saints, for all of who are members here. Look at from that point to now. I thank God for every one of you guys who come in. You two young men, thank God. I want to pray for you after service. You know, every week we have new people coming in. Why? It's because the water is released. 
we're supposed to go out. You always hear them go out, go out. So I just want to encourage everyone. And I believe that from that point to now, oh, yeah, and by the way, for you may not know, um, last year we had five baby girls born. And I know it's one sitting right back there. Well, come on now. And then where's my Nicole? And hey, come on now. So um, I can say that we are truly, I really, we are truly, I truly believe that we're in revival. Oh, and how many weddings did we have last year? Six. I believe six. It was a lot, right? Okay, so I'm saying something here. So we know that a, a, a natural wedding here on earth is just a type and shadow of what will happen in heaven. When Jesus turned the water to wine. Oh, guess what? It was 130 gallons. It wasn't a bottle of Thunderbird. I'm keeping it real. No, it wasn't. Hey, I'm just keeping it real. The man who was in charge of the wedding said, well, usually they don't let the good stuff out to the end. You get cheap stuff. No, 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 no. Ain't nothing cheap about Jesus. Once again, <laughs> it was the good stuff. 130 gallons. But the bigger thing, this is what I want you to understand real quick, and then I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to pray my way out. And then we're going to pray. Guess who handled the first miracle Jesus ever did? Mary came and they said, okay, well, yeah, Jesus was like, oh, okay, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Jesus knew who, Mary knew who Jesus was. The servants carried 130 gallons of water. They was carrying the first miracle Jesus ever performed. And when they were walking, guess what? It just turned to wine. So I say that to say this, that we are servants. So the Bible says, once again, Jesus says, that when you lay hands on the sick, they shall what? They shall recover. So when he was saying it, it was already done. It wasn't a mystery. So everything that Jesus said that we will do, we're going to do it in his name. That's the biggest thing. It's got to be in Jesus' name, the name above all names. Amen? So, um... I have, I'm going to close with this. It's a, it's a quote, but it's a part of a beautiful hymn that I think is so awesome. What peace we forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. So I am extending Please, if it's anything that you need prayer for, you are in the house of prayer. There's healing in the house of prayer. Amen? There's freedom in the house of prayer. Once again, Jesus said so. The Bible said so. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, there's freedom. So please, if you need prayer for anything, it's nothing too big or too small for the Lord. So please come and get it. Amen? Because guess what? Healing, the Bible said, is the children's bread. It's, it's our portion, right? If you got anxiety, you can't see all these things. That's a part of your inheritance. So please come up and get prayer. And remember that there's power when we get together as the body of Christ, the church, and we pray and intercede 
in Jesus' name. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we just thank you today for your grace and mercy that endures. Jesus, we thank you that you said in your word, you are Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. You also said that you are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. So we know that you are our Lord of Lord and kings of kings, that you will provide everything that we need. And Father, I thank you and I'm honored that I could stand before your church and your children, each one of us, and give this word. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Prince of Peace, we pray. Amen and amen.